Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life. I'm Robert Kane. And I'm Rick Gromlick. What up, Big Daddy? Not much, brother. How you doing? I'm doing great. Just had a nice cup of milk. Yes. The honkin' chocolate chip cookie that I had to ask multiple times for. Yeah. So get this. I asked, I've come, Rob's in my home. I say, Rob, hey, buddy. Can I get you anything to drink? Can I get you some, some orange juice? Oh, yeah. Can I get you some orange juice, right? I mean, who drinks orange juice at 9 o'clock at night? Robert does. Weird. Then I say, hey, Rob, can I get you a cookie? He says, oh, no. This orange juice will be my sweet for the night. <laughs> like, who is this? Fantastic. Who is this guy? Like, you have a cookie as a sweet? It was and fantastic. And you pass it up for orange juice. But it was great. You worried about your, like, dad bod? I'm watching my girlish figure. That's you wa- what I'm Are you worried about your dad bod? I am a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. Just be honest. Uh, yeah. Now now that I'm... Uh, a dad? Yeah. Officially a dad. And then I can and I can hold my baby. Are you like... Um, is there a difference between officially a dad and unofficially a dad? I say officially a dad in that it feels a lot more real when the baby's out of the womb. Mm, yes. Which okay. I'm with I, you on that. I know you, well, I don't know if you are really because your baby's still in the womb. No, but I agree with you. Yeah. I don't know if you can really I agree with me. I can't agree with you on that. I can't. <laughs> I have that capacity. Thank you. <laughs> Would your baby get out of the womb already? <laughs> Seriously, dude. I think um, an episode or two ago, I said, well, by next time <laughs> yeah. we record, we'll have it. No, we, we still don't. Yeah. But so. yeah, so I can sympathize because I have been um, working on my dad bod for a few years. Dad and, boy. Um, yeah, I think I need to <clears throat> drink more orange juice and eat less cookies. <laughs> Or just do both. Oh yeah, run more, yeah. bicycle more. So all your those wife, good things. Your wife just came out of the nursery and mouthed sorry. Oh. Hey babe, I heard that floor creak. Good grief! But we're trying to, we're trying to produce something here. You turn that okay? She it is turned, a little chilly in here. I thought the same thing. She turned the air on because she was hot, so she turns the AC on. Now she's hot, cold. Hot, hot. I and just came out. That would not be <laughs> that would have been amazing. That's a bad joke. Um, anyway, Rob, I'm glad you enjoyed your cookie. I'm glad you enjoyed your milk. Oh, they were um, great. You're ready for a lullaby? Lay yourself to sleep? Uh, after this episode, I'm going to go lay on the couch. Yeah. And I'm just going to close my eyes and let you start singing. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you were just belting out a tune a second ago. What was that? <laughs> so I was listening to... Uh, a podcast or not a podcast a spotify playlist that uh-huh. was just a bunch of throwbacks yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man i was just losing it but one of them was uh was sierra one two step <laughs> automatic super <laughs> 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 except for whatever reason that came to my head well Rob, we appreciate Funky that little fresh. gesture <laughs> What a gem. <laughs> what a gem indeed. Man. All right, Rick, what are we getting into today? Um, well, I think that wraps it up. I think we're done. <laughs> Let me see you want okay, to okay. step. All right, let's get on with this. So that's going to shut you up. Um, sola fide. So we're back to the solas and we're on number three. Uh, sola. Did I say that right? Fide? Yeah, sola fide. It's my Latin. What does sola fide mean, Rick? Come on. Um, so it's me feeding one person at a time. Yep. Sola fide. Yep. Feed them one mm-hmm. at a time. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Salvation through faith alone. Faith alone. So the Sola series, we've gone through Sola Scriptura, uh, which is scripture alone is our authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we did Sola Gratia, which is uh, we're saved by God's grace alone. And so now we are in Sola Fide, 
which is Italian for faith alone. So we're saved. I thought it was Latin. What did I say? Italian. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, Latin. maybe you did. Maybe maybe <laughs> no, I just heard Italian. It's Latin. Latin. <laughs> if I said Italian, it's definitely Latin. You know how those Romans are. <laughs> so um, saved by God's grace alone, and then Sola Fide yes. says through faith alone. Mm-hmm. So, Rick, great, great stuff. But why is it important? Mm. You know, that is a great question. And I'm really encouraged to see that you're following our notes here. <laughs> Point number two, why it's important. <laughs> I thought that was my prompt. Here yeah, we go. That, that's good. It's good radio. Scintillating radio. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, at every other religion mm-hmm. that we're going to come with. So, I mean, we could we could talk about Buddhism. We could talk about, um, I mean, Catholicism, which is really what the what the solas were birthed out of. Okay. Um, but Judaism, we could talk about other religions, but essentially what you're going to find is as you look into these other religions is that they provide a list of things that you or anyone who is inherent adherent to that religion, a list of things that they need to do in order to be made right with God. And so the, there's a list of actions that need to be accomplished to satisfy your standing before God so that you could then stand before him and have a relationship or commune with him or be in good standing, so to speak. Um, so to put it in a, in a fun, catchy way, it says every other religion says do, where Christianity says done. Mm-hmm. And so, Rick, why don't you explain that phrase a little bit better? Yeah, so um, like Rob said, all these other religions, all other religions, um, say you must do such and such. So many prayers, so many um, good deeds, so many different voyages, and all these different things, right? But Christian, for in we're talking about your salvation. So to get earn your salvation, you must do these things, do these things, do these things. Where Christianity, where, where Christ says it's done on the cross, it's done. Um, it's not something that you have to earn or that you work for. Or you give enough money to, and then you or be a good enough person. It's done on the cross, and you accept that through faith. So a few passages we're going to pull out and look at. Um, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, which is really well known. It says, for you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from, your, this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift. Not from works, so that no one may boast. So again, it's, it's a gift from God. Yeah. Titus 3, 5, he saved us not by works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy, through the washing of regeneration and the re- renewal of the Holy Spirit. It's his work, not yeah. by us, so, not by righteous works, not by even good things we do. Yeah, yeah. So um, Rick and I, off the air, in our pre-production meeting, uh, we're talking a little bit of a controversy that had recently happened with Andy Stanley. Mm. who said we have to unhitch ourselves from the Old Testament. And we read here in Titus 3, 5 that we're saved not by works of righteousness that we had done. Okay, so that's in contrast to something. Right. Right. So not works of righteousness that we had done, mm-hmm. but works of righteousness that Jesus had done is how right. we are saved. And uh, for those of us who place our faith in what Jesus has done, then his perfect righteousness is imputed to us and then we're able to stand before God and be seen as righteous. But how how does God view us as unrighteous according to what standard? Like, why are we guilty? Yeah, like what makes us guilty? If we unhitch ourselves from the Old Testament, 
right as, okay as andy stanley right. has right. has said that we ought to do yeah then so, how do we determine why we are considered unrighteous right so i don't know if this gets to your question but my mind went straight to genesis chapter three okay the fall of man okay yeah. so we unhitch ourselves from the old testament we don't even know that you know we are that man has fallen uh, Psalm 51, that we're, we're born into sin, yeah. right? That we're all wicked. Um, Romans talks about how sin entered the world through one man. So the Old Testament is clear that, that we are born into sin and we need a Savior. Mm-hmm. If you separate yourself from that, you're kind of left with a gospel and sounds like some good people. Yeah. But do we need a Savior? Yes, because we are, we're absolutely lost without Christ. Um Looking at Galatians chapter 2, verse 16, it says, Yet because we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we ourselves have believed in Christ Jesus. This was so that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, because the works of the law, because the, the works of the law, no human being will be justified. By those works yeah if i can get that out there <laughs> so the old testament that's what it was it yeah, was the law. law so you had the law right so we're we are ruled guilty and then we're given a law it says if you obey this law you can be uh, made right and that's all they, they had so that that gives us the context for why christ came here's the thing though christ um fulfilled the law he completed the law the law and yet we have so many christians and so many people who are out there trying to to earn their salvation um and this is kind of a footnote but sometimes we we earn our we we accept our salvation by grace alone but then we think we have to maintain it through works Mm, yeah and again that's a misunderstanding of grace and how this whole thing works yeah so what i was i mean that verse right there just got right at it where you want me to go no that was exactly um so rob does that to me he's like hey rick Ask you this question, and you know, like Rob's already talked about this in the last episode. People have already heard that. I'm just saying another another example. (laughs) Another example. I have no idea where you want me to go. (laughs) We need to have more detailed pre-production meetings, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, we should have pre-production meetings. (laughs) Maybe we should. (laughs) But no, uh, you read it in Galatians two sixteen, and yet because we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, and so in the Old Testament, we're given the law, we're given God's law that that. God gave to Moses to give to his people to show to the rest of the world what he is like. Mm-hmm. And Paul tells us in Romans that um, without the law, he wouldn't know what sin is. That's right. And then Jesus tells us in, in the Sermon on the Mount that— Is like, it the Sermon on the Mount or the Sermon on the Mount? Mount. Okay. Because it's short for mountain. Well, a mount is different than a mountain. Mount Vernon— is yeah, it, short it, for Mount Vernon. No, it's no mountain. It's, it's a mount. A mount is a big hill. It's yeah, not a mountain. It's somewhere on the mount. There's a T. Yeah, but there's no mountain. I don't know, Rick. <laughs> okay, I just think it's somewhere on the mount. It is, with a T. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. Well, I just... So, Matt Chandler's been going through the series, and he says mount, like mount, like a hay mount, or what? He's like somewhere on the mount? No way. I think he's trying to fit in with this. I mean, he is Matt Southern. Chan. Come on, buddy. Pope Chandler. We love Matt Chandler. <laughs> um, but like to separate us from the Old Testament mm-hmm. would to separate us from the law. And to separate us from the law would to show us or to would be a pulling away from the thing that actually shows us that we're sinful and in need of a savior. Right. So <clears throat> 
to understand the Old Testament rightly is important. And the Old Testament makes very clear that through the works of law, all throughout the Old Testament, we see all kinds of failures of right. God's people going away from him and, and sinning. And then there's this hope through Abraham in, in Genesis 12 that God is going to send a seed, mm-hmm. someone who's going to fulfill the law perfectly. And then that individual through him, the old covenant with this law is going to be abolished and this new covenant is going to be established. And so we now no longer have to have works to justify us because we put our faith and our faith in the one who has done the work for us. So Rick, does that mean that all of a sudden we no longer have works that are important yeah, anyway. You just so kind of chill out, that out, chill out on the couch. You got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get your ticket. And you're good to go. Yeah. No. So this is the rub. This is where people get confused and, and understandably so. Um, our Catholic friends say, Hey, like, yes, it's through faith and you have to do these things and you have to, you know, have these, there's a whole list of things, but sacraments and these rites and all these things, right? But we say, no, it's just through faith. But once you've received that faith, you it works itself. You work it out. Like yeah. it's not. Um, we were teaching through Philippians with the youth group, and there's a passage: work out your salvation, right? So it's not saying like, hey, here's your salvation. If you can work it out, it's all yours. Mm-hmm. He's saying, you know, you you work and you strive. So you receive it by faith. It's a gift from God. You did nothing, nothing to earn it, to deserve it, or to maintain it. It's God's gift to you. But there is an element where that should change your life. So that changes how you live. That's works-based. It changes your actions, your motivations, how you go about your day. So if you say, hey, I believe in Christ and through faith and I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and then nothing changes in your life, there's no action, nothing, there's no fruit from that. Yeah. And we were talking about this analogy of um, a tree, right? A tree bears fruit. And it, it's a fruit tree, it's bearing fruit, but even if it's not bearing fruit in that season, it is a fruit tree. Yeah. But, so anyway, I don't think that answers your question, but people talk about James, you know, that um, faith without works is dead. Without, and that's true. If there's yeah. nothing happening. Your faith is dead. So, yeah, I, I think I think an important distinction to make is is when we are justified, when we're considered to be to be declared righteous before God. So I, I think and if I could be um try and be as gracious as I can towards our Catholic friends because I have family members and I have friends who are Catholic. Rob's Catholic. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> and so I want to represent Rob them fairly. Rob wants to be Catholic. I do not want to be a Catholic. <laughs> but they would they would say, <laughs> um, from my understanding, they would say that um, they are saved by faith and they're, they're justified through faith and works. And so at the end of their life, God will look and say, hey, okay, you had faith and it looks like you had works as well. So therefore you're justified. And we would say that we are justified with faith and through faith alone, and our works are the necessary evidence after the fact. And so that mm-hmm. illustration Rick, that you were using of, of the fruit tree, so if it's an, if it's an apple tree, mm. then an apple tree, when it's first planted, is going to grow and grow and grow, and it's not going to have apples for a while, but it's still an apple tree. Right, and then when it comes season, there will be fruit. There, it, it an apple tree will produce right. apples, and so eventually there's going to be that that fruit, right. that good works. And so when the apples come, 
great. That's necessary evidence that it is an apple tree. But then when those apples then fall off, mm-hmm. and let's say later on after the season, it doesn't have apples anymore. Like it's still an apple tree. Right. At its core. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that was cheesy. <laughs> at its core, yeah. it's still an apple tree. Yeah, exactly. So we are justified by faith alone. Okay, wait. So here, hold on. Go ahead. Think about people that you know who you believe have had an encounter with Christ. Not just, they're not just saying this, like you believe you've, you've seen evidences in their life. Yeah. But they've seem to be walking away from the Lord or, or um, not walking with him. Yeah. How do you explain that? Like we, again, it's not someone who said, hey, yeah, I'm a Christian and talked a big game. People you've seen walk this road and right now they, there's no fruit. Um, they don't even appear to be an apple tree. Yeah. Like, what do you do with that when it comes to this stuff? And yeah, and I that's, that's a conversation kind of for everything, but it also does kind of mix into here. Yeah. I, I think there are two, two responses. Mm-hmm. And, and the first one is that um, if they are a genuine believer and maybe there's not any fruit right now, then eventually they will come back. Yes. Okay. Um, and so there, God says he will finish the work that he started. And so yes. if that work he started and then maybe the individual is in a season right now where they are pursuing sin rather than Jesus, then if they are a genuine believer, then that will not last forever. They will come back. God will finish that work. But if they don't, and if they if they die in their sin, mm-hmm. then that would prove as evidence that they were never a Christian okay. to begin with. Yeah. And First John talks about those who, who left us, right. proving that they were not of us. And so right. for a time period, those individuals were saying that they were part of the church they were christians they were following jesus mm-hmm. and then they left and and john says they left us and they proved that they weren't of us right and that that is for most people we know people who are there who they've ex- seem to be experiencing or have experienced things of god and been involved in church life and all these things but they are um they're living in a way rebellious to the lord and that's a really hard place as believers to still love those people um that can be a challenge. That's really hard. Yeah, certainly. And, and what we're advocating for is not um, a, a theological term called antinomianism, which yeah. means anti-law, which means oh, yes. okay. that... I didn't um, even know that we were going with that one. <laughs> but, like, but that would... Gnome, like, like a yard gnome. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> that's what popped in my head. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the Greek word for law is namas. And so anti-namas, antinomianism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that in my Greek class. Yeah, this is getting to be really simple, isn't it? <clears throat> um, but okay, so, so well, we're, we're not we are not advocating for this idea that is in some Christian circles that's actually very dangerous. Where so long as you have faith, you can go do whatever you want. You you want to right. pursue sin to the nines, then go for it. So long as you have faith, that's yeah. not what we're advocating for. Right. Because we would say with James that faith without works is dead. If you, right. if you claim to have faith and yet your life does not bear any fruit or any evidence of that faith, mm-hmm. then you don't have faith. Yeah. So we would not be at, don't, don't hear us wrong here when we say we're justified by faith alone. We wholeheartedly believe yes. that we are justified and declared righteous before God on the basis of faith alone. Right. But then the evidence of that faith being genuine is going to be works. So these things tie in together. I think as we talk about sola fide, I think a lot about um, by grace alone. Sola, what's the word? Fide? 
No. Oh, Gradia? Gradia. Grace alone. Yeah, yeah. There's this, they seem really connected in, in a lot of ways. I mean, they all are, but this um, principle that when you understand what this is, you value the gospel in a way that you haven't before. When you understand that it's it's by faith alone, it's not through your effort, it's not through any other thing but the faith that, that God provides for you, mm-hmm. that you're receiving what he's giving you. Um, you know, it's unmerited, it's undeserved. Yeah. And so it's, it should be something that really stirs our affections for the Lord. Yeah, I mean, you read earlier Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. Mm-hmm. And it starts off by saying, you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is God's gift. So not only is the grace that God gives as a, a gift, but also the faith that you have is a gift. And so it, it's important to notice in that passage that both of those things, his grace and the faith that you have, are gifts from God. Well, and I was reading this passage earlier in the in- this passage in scripture and in where you know a vineyard owner hires out guys in the morning and says i'll pay you a day's wages and then midday he work day and he still hires these other guys so they all show up to get paid and he pays the guys who showed up to guys they think wow we should get a substantial amount of money here you know if he gave the guy who worked an hour a day's wage nothing more and they get angry at him They're like well you gave them and he said isn't there a full day's wages yeah in this idea that, you know, the vineyard owner is, you know, you pay them that day because that's how they feed their family. They weren't going to feed their family unless they worked. He knew, like, whether we, we, we knew Christ our whole life yeah. or just for the yeah. It's his gift to give out. We, you know, this is where we didn't earn it. We don't deserve it. So, okay, Rick, um, I'm trying to think. Okay, Rob. Is this a um, sermon? <clears throat> yeah, in, in closing, closing, everybody closes their Bible <laughs> right. and puts it starts away. So if if you find yourself and you and you are having a difficult time grasping this, maybe maybe you are of a can't seem to fathom that your works don't justify yeah, maybe, you. Maybe you're just a good old American and you think you can. The yeah, very American ideology to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and then to be able to pull yourself up by your bootstraps yeah i don't know <laughs> like how, what's that mean like are you laying down and you gotta grab your bootstraps <laughs> yeah. like how's that gonna get you anywhere boots on by their bootstraps i don't know what it means i don't know either if someone if you know what that means please send us a message yeah. we'd love In to hear three ten says it says for all who rely on the works of the law everything written in the book of the law is cursed sometimes we forget me part of it would be to break the whole thing. So I I got to preach. I don't know. It was mm. I was talking about this, and I used the example of a window. Yeah. Whether you throw a, a massive rock through the window is broken. Right. It doesn't matter whether you just broke one part of it or you broke the entire. Thing. Everybody is under this curse because everybody has broken. At least needs a savior, and mm. Jesus is the only one who has not broken any of this law. Right. And so he sin who knew no sin, so mm-hmm. that we might become the righteousness of God. And so we, by perfect righteousness, and he takes our sin, our law-breaking, and pays for it. Man, <laughs> shucks darn, Rick. You're just nailing Don't on the head, Don't make me blush buddy. in public. Good. <laughs> I literally just preached the sermon. <laughs> um, but Rick, a um, Yeah, we are justified. So we are made right in right standing. We are justified by faith alone. Works are necessary in the sense that they are evidence of our faith, um, but they do, do not add to our justification. Right? Yeah. So this is really important. Again, I want to 
emphasize this. You're saved through faith. You're made right in God through faith in Christ. Okay? Your works, they are evidence to that, but they do not add to your justification. Okay? Mother Teresa, who was Catholic, <laughs> was no more justified because of her works than I am. Yeah. And I'm no least justified by my works than, say, Billy Graham is or yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? We are all equally justified. Our, our works are simply evidence to that. They do not increase or decrease our standing before God or our righteousness. Um, they're just evidences that we are in relationship with God. Yeah, So that's great. I want to hear about pull yourself up by your bootstraps. We do. So please, let us know. Yeah. And you can let us know on Twitter at Twitter dot com does anyone just wonder <laughs> on twitter at simple theology underscore facebook.com slash simple theology <laughs> like, i'm like on, and i've got my lines i'm screwing them anyway look up and here's rob like leave us listen, a review on itunes again guys. rob was really hurt by that three point three star review so yeah, here's the thing we told you guys earlier we got some new mics we would have liked to have gotten better ones but you know what it's just it's true so we have we got new mics that sound better than the old ones, but like I don't blame the person for the throw behind the mics yet. We're getting there. Yeah, but I was hurt by it. Right. So so please leave. We don't care. <laughs> Take whatever we can get. Anyway, guys. you can do that on iTunes, um, wherever else, or something in the show notes. I don't oh, know, Rob. Yeah, we'll do something. Sit at the kitchen table. So see what we can That's do. That's rad. Or later. Peace out, guys.